cliffcentral.com. All right, all right. Good morning, beautiful people. It is a Monday and we are live. Looking after you today, I'm, uh, of course, um, Sean Connery and uh, sitting opposite me is... Uh, <laughs> I'm Mr. Bachchan. Sydney Lasman. And on the other side is uh, Ryan, our producer Ryan, who's about to become Irish Ryan as he heads over to Ireland at the end of this Aww. month. Very exciting. No, uh, why are you saying oh, Irish Ryan? Huh? I'm Irish Ryan. Ryan, did you yeah. take one of those positions where right. they, they look, they're looking for pig farmers from South Africa? <laughs> is that what it is? Pig no. farming? No yeah. pig farming. Okay. okay. No pig he's going to be he's going to be in a house with a bunch of other Irish people drinking himself to kingdom come that's all the irish do right sounds just, about right just a bunch of drinking <laughs> um very exciting though so ryan is taking the opportunity to get over there and explore europe a little bit which i think is very very cool yeah yeah you excited oh yeah i'm very excited booked so your tickets booked my tickets this weekend uh got everything done headed over to uh you know flight center and yeah. all those uh-huh. different travel places uh-huh. checked everything out and uh, yeah, I know. Now it's getting real. Now the countdown's on, Very and now good. I just got to get there. Like that's that's right. That's it. So exciting stuff. Been on the phone with all my friends that side, trying to organize some some meetups for when what I get the, there. What did Leanne say? Where is she this morning? What's so her story? Leanne has a very heavy deadline. Now you know she works oh, on God. Sundays, right? <laughs> so Leanne, Leanne is like those old ladies. No, 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 no. I remember. I, I, I uh, there was one old lady I knew, and she said, "I can only do one thing a day." <laughs> It's like she, she could only handle one thing a day. Now so, that's that's fine if you're seventy or eighty years old. You you just do the one thing. <laughs> yeah, old people, that's a good that's a good pace for them to move at. One thing a day. If you have to go to the shops, that's your one thing a day. The rest of yeah. the day, I'm just gonna rest. That's your outing. Yeah. And then, if your one thing is to have lunch with your friends, then that's your one thing for the day. If your one thing for the day is to <laughs> I don't know, gather up all the old family photos and put them in an album, and that's one thing for the day. That's it. So is that what she's doing, one thing a day? Yeah, no, she no, said that uh, she, she's got heavy deadlines, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she didn't think no. she was going to make it. No, <laughs> so how are you, Sunil? I haven't seen you for a little while. We've had you on the yeah. show uh, recently, but not that recently, not no, this year. It's, it's the first time I've been at the new studios. It's amazing here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could, could catch a sleep on one of the couches. It's, 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 very, it's, very, it's like a resort here. It is. It feels like yeah. it's a it is. The birds chirping, holiday resort. And everything. Otherwise, mm. I, I'm good. I mean, I've been through quite a lot of uh, reflection and reinvention of the past year. Well, you are a Reiki master, so. Yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of that. And so I, we secretly brought you in. Just for that. Okay, yeah. That's yes, what we okay. Need. Well, I can teach now as well. So you, um, what do you feel, how do you feel the energy in the studio is this morning? It's yeah. very calm and, oh, and, is it? and very, very relaxed, but it's also very emotional. Emotional. Yeah. Mm, emotional, yeah. I think it's Ryan. I think it's Ryan. 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 Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I'm good. I've been doing right. a lot of that and doing a lot of... Uh, I'm doing video content editing on mobile for companies now. Shit, all right. Sure. We can't afford the big stuff, so I do mobile video editing. That's all right. Yeah, it's a good business. There's a lot of of work there. There is. I actually met someone just last week, and he's he's young. He's trying to do uh, video production, media, all of that stuff. Mm. But the problem is that there's so many people who can do that now. Yes. It's hard to get work. Yeah, and the thing is that this I w- guy's like out of school, and he's saying to me, "He needs work." Yeah, sit him. Yeah, so many people doing this. Yeah, but what I picked up is there are a lot of companies, especially the small ones, who can't afford these big, big, big budgets. And mobile no. video is the way to do it, but you got to do it properly. I no, mean, sure. You know, and uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Reiki acting. One of my films got released last year. You really mix it up. Eh? You really mix it up. Oh, that's very cool. Acting Reiki. Yeah. It's called Skarpura, Afrikaans film. I had to play in. Indian gangster. No way. That they sounds- made you an Indian in the... Th- I can't rude. believe it. You know, I didn't even ask me to fix their <laughs> cell phone. But then a friend of mine from Dubai contacted me because she watched it and she uh. said, what's up with the accent? Because I had to pull on this Afrikaans Indian gangster accent. How'd you do that? Tell me how it goes. Oh, wow. That's that's yeah, that's good. I like <laughs> that's this. That's very good. All right. 
do you when you're doing this Reiki stuff? Because yeah. Reiki is all about like energy. Yes. Right? You, yes, you yes. move your hands around someone, you feel their energy. Yes. Like, who's the most weird energy you've ever had? What's the most scary energy you've ever encountered as a Reiki master? I, mean, I, don't, I don't have a lot of uh, understanding of this stuff. I'll admit it from yes, the outset. Yes. But I'm going to let you explain. I just want to know about the most extreme form of energy that you've encountered. So, I mean, I, I, I've been doing a lot more, and it's, it's weird, but in the past couple of months, a lot more energy clearings for premises and houses and even if I go into like, people's- Like uh, houses that are uh, possessed by demons. <laughs> no, it's more like stagnant <laughs> energy, but- I've always said if someone has a house that beautiful, let's say you have an, a magnificent, you know, 20 million rand house, the most beautiful property, mm. and it's, it's demon possessed. It's a haunted house. <laughs> Sell it to me. I don't exactly. believe in that stuff. I'll buy it for you, but cheap. Uh, you give it to me for two million. Come to Cougar Store. There's a few of them. Uh, I said nice houses. Nice houses. Hey, there are some mansions in Cougar Store. I said nice houses. There's nothing yeah. nice about Cougar Store. No, I, I actually went to one of those massive, massive ones, and there yeah. was there was a, an energy that didn't want to be released. So I re, I removed discordant energies. I mean, we we carry energies all over. I brought energies with me here. They yeah. And and the energy didn't want to be, re- be released. And then I started having dreams about this energy. So I had to Jesus. go back to the premises. And then it was like, okay, I will leave now. And I took them out. Sure. And just like that. But in a person, like when, you, when they come to you for a, a treatment or whatever it is, mm. and you feel, ooh, this person, there's something wrong here. No, the, the, this, the worst like I've had. Vibe. Look, I've got 62 people at the moment I look after around the world. And one of the strongest energy that I've had is always when somebody doesn't want to release a form of trauma. So right. that is very hard to help release. I can do as much as I can, but at the end of the day, as a Reiki practitioner and Reiki master, you are just the conduit. You help the person to heal or to release that. And they were they were struggling to let go of a certain energy that they went through in their younger years and they just couldn't let go of it. And so I, I trying was, to pull it I, out. When I have a patient like oh, that, I put the bell right next to their head. <laughs> right next to their head and I go, that wakes them the hell up. Yeah, but that's, that's been the bad spirits. Yeah, that's been the toughest, the trauma, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, I know that you take these things seriously. I can't. And you also have to occasionally deal with suicides. And yeah. Oh, that's that's got oh, to suck, man. Three last year. You know, wow. I mentioned this to Sunil when we started, just before we started the show. I said to him, you know, the, the problem is not that people are more suicidal now, not that life is harder, or not that, um, that, that things are adding up and making it much worse for people to be alive and the you know, stresses and tensions of modern living. Mm. I think it's that we've lost our, our resilience. We have. I mean, you know, people chase that instant gratification. They don't yeah. want that. They don't. They don't go. Okay, you know, what? I'm going to be okay. They want to be okay right now. Yeah. They, they, there's this premium placed on comfort mm. and on safety in the moment. Mm. And if you think back, I mean, you know, people had such resilience in the past. Like you'd lose three children to the Rinderpest. You know, well, we'll have to have mm. a fourth. You know, mm. and and moms would lose two sons in the war and they'd be like, well, got to keep soldiering on. They wouldn't sure. ki- go and kill themselves. Yeah. Of course there were people. Listen, let's not, let's not pretend. They've always been people who couldn't handle stuff. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, the, the fact that so many people in, the, in their twenties and you know, you hear these horror stories yeah. about these really young people who've got so much of life ahead of them and they've got talent and, and potential mm. and you hear about them offing themselves and you just think, you just you just needed a bit more resilience. Your your opportunity to make the world a better place was still coming. Yeah, the the pressure. There's so much pressure society is placing on for like immediate deliveries and being perfect. Perfection yeah. is causing a lot of people. Well, but that's such a stupid reason to like end it all. Yeah, no, right. Totally. No, absolutely. That's a very stupid reason. Absolutely. I mean, slippery pickle says here in the comments. Um, I didn't realize that uh, giving up was an option. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, it's a lot of people's uh, opinion. I saw the other day that um, there was, uh, I think it's, it was a girl who committed suicide after she got her high school matric results. I mean, and really? I just thought to myself, mm, you mm, know what? Mm, I don't mm. even know when last I pulled out my matric results for anyone. And they really don't matter. I can't tell you like, what you I got know? for anything matric. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so unimportant. And you think 
The, people have been lying to her about what's really important. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's taken it so to heart and she's got so little resilience Yes, that she's like, well, I didn't get my uh, four A's from a trick. I'm done for. Yeah, oh, I'm going to end up just uh, living in poverty. Yeah, mom and dad are going to be upset with me, so I might as well just go. There's another thing to this while we're being philosophical. And, and worrying about people's serious problems first thing on a Monday morning. I promise <laughs> yeah. you, we, we can have a fun show. It will start being fun. It'll get deeper. <laughs> is this idea of having an adventure, is that part of going on an adventure is having some pain. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, if an adventure is all just highs and it's all just, oh, that's beautiful, and oh, what a view, and yeah. oh, what cool things, and, and look, we've had another great meal, and... We're around such wonderful people and nothing terrible has ever happened. Then it's not an adventure. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. And even, if, even with the, my Reiki sessions, I mean, when I do Reiki for people, people think they're going to be fixed within one session and they don't yeah. realize it's a journey. And it, thinking it, awakening is nice. No, it's without, without the tough stuff. Yes. Without the fire, you can't temper the iron. Exactly. Right? Darkness and light. Jesus, I mean, it's like, to me, this seems really straightforward and simple. And I'm not saying I understand pain and torment and difficulty and danger more than anyone else. Mm. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I have a very charmed life. But even I realize like, you, that's not the way of things. Mm. The way mm. of things is that you've got to struggle. Yeah. Like, you've got to be really poor to understand how good it is to not be poor. That's it. You've got to be under enormous stress and strain and know that everything's hanging by a thread to appreciate what you've got after and before that. Absolutely. You have to love and you have to have your heart broken to know that it's worth having relationships with people. Yeah. There's no, there's no easy ride. And, and like no. I feel because maybe, and someone made the point here, it's also uh, Bronwyn, she says, life isn't hard, it's too easy now. That's why people spend so much time thinking about how hard it is to get out of bed. Well, mm. I think that's right. We've had a sustained period of peace, at least in, in global terms, mm. Mm. right? And there isn't a generation before whatever generation you're in, Gen Z and millennial, and Gen X, whatever. There isn't any generation before that that had it easier than you. There just isn't. Yeah, It was always harder. It's, a, it's as you say, this is the best time. In it's the, the best time to be alive. To be alive in the world. So, so, yeah. so to people who want to off themselves, I'm just like, come on, man. Yeah, and it, it, we are spoiled. I mean, one of the people that off themselves last year, it was actually a dear friend of mine. And he normally would call me if he's going through a tough time. He had a bad phone call. Oh, how would you feel? And that's it. How did it feel taking that call? Oh, it wasn't. When you, had, when you get a call from oh, someone who's like on the I, edge. Well, the funny story is that I'd be I'd be so hard pressed not yeah. to like make fun and because I don't know I don't know how to deal with stuff like that so yeah. I would immediately default to humor. Yeah, so not I, a good I, idea. I, I found out too late and when he fo- when when his girlfriend phoned me in the morning or his ex girlfriend I was like, oh, uh, which one are you? I don't know who you're speaking. Ooh. And then I was like, oh my gosh, oh gosh. And what's worse because he stays like five k's away from me. Oh shit! So, so that he hard. Hectic stuff. Yeah. God damn. All right. Well, somebody says that uh, Leanne is looking much hairier this morning. Hi, Octane <laughs> Henrik. Yes, there she is. She's uh, looking great this morning, Leanne Mole. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, Ryan, um, tell <laughs> yes. me, what are the uh, the things that you're taking with you? Because you can only take a suitcase. What yeah. do you need? What, so do you need? what, what are you going to miss from South Africa the most that you absolutely have to have with you? No, so this is the thing, right? It's it's, it's try- I was trying to think of, of all the snacks and things maybe that i should take over because snacks just, yeah are there no like south african snacks that you you, you can't take biltong i can no, tell you, you that i've been stopped me, many yeah, times don't just don't take any of that shit because I, they'll find a way to stop you and think they, so huh? they're nervous yeah. about food buy the stuff that you you think you're going to need at the airport but also wean yourself off of it I mean, what would you take if you try were going I, you're going to ireland try irish stuff oh yeah, yeah. No, 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 nothing worse than going to uh another country and then you keep trying the stuff from yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. Can I tell you, it's so weird. It's like so, all those South Africans in London who just spend their time around other South Africans. So so okay. my friends over there, right, they always tell me that they're going to get Chinese food. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So like what kind of Chinese food are you getting? They're like, no, their favorite thing to get is um, it's chips with curry sauce. 
And I'm like, chips with curry sauce? sauce at a Chinese shop in Ireland. Yeah, but you see that, I mean, this the, like, the, English, the English think curry is their national cuisine. Just because they're yeah, well, the, the so Pakistanis they just have potatoes brought into them. They do, they think <laughs> they curry. Do, they yeah. do, they do, they do, they do, yes. Really? Oh, go down the road to curry. Uh, you want to come for a curry? Yeah. No, no. They think it's uh, national cuisine because they've forgotten that that was brought there by Pakistanis and Indians. It's funny because you speak about the curries. I, I did a, a song called I Love My Bunny Chow, which actually went international. <laughs> and they're now using that song in kindergartens in the UK because no. it involves curry. But do they know what bunny chow is? They do now the because of the song. Huh, look at you, spreading no. uh, South Africanness. With, done with the Canadian. The are, you, are you getting royalties on this? I, no, I don't even get a bunny chow. Are, are you... What do you think you're going to miss besides the food? I mean, if you if you are going to miss any of the food, what what else are you going to miss? What from South Africa? Yeah. Um, Say Gareth. <laughs> oh please! <laughs> Can I tell you the early mornings are definitely not going to be. No, you're not going to miss that. You won't miss that. I think I'm going to really enjoy being able to wake up at like six or seven a.m. without having to worry that I've missed the show. Um, I I don't actually I don't, I don't Simon says take chutney. Take chutney. Yeah, chutney. Mrs. Ball's chutney is a major, major. People is miss Is there a Nando's that. out there? There are Nando's in England, for sure. I don't think there's one in Ireland. That's not the same. Not sure. Maybe if somebody, someone's in Ireland, they can let us know. In fact, we've got a listener called Cindy who lives in Ireland. She's She knows the, the whole no, because I was I was thinking, like, if no one has opened it. one there, that's a business opportunity. I feel like you'd make so much money uh, over there. Rebellious Ruth and Slippery Pickles say the sun, oh, the yeah. weather. The weather, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just get better get used to being more pale. Oh, yeah. No, I was happen. even so. My cousin called me and he even said, You must bring over a lot of vitamin D because apparently, again, there's a high suicide rate oh in Ireland God. because oh. the weather's so depressing because there's mm -hmm. a lack of vitamin D because there's no sun. So that's something I also have to like bring Seasonal over. Seasonal depression is a real thing, but you're a big guy. You've got enough D there. Don't yeah. <laughs> Nando's is worldwide, according to Ruth. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And that and Bunny Charles song is weird, 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 says Christian. He's heard some, it. It's your song. Looked it up yeah. already. How's that? Own yeah. It. Own it. You, can, you can get it on YouTube. You can go check out I Love My Bunny Charles. Carl reckons that the four countries in the United Kingdom make the worst food on the planet. It's Oof. disgusting. Yes, but luckily there are people from all over the world that have gone to live there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially so, the spices side of things. Oh. Yeah, so I, actually you'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, the you know, English contribution to world cuisine is what? The potato chip. Mm. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. it. That's I mean, what you got. And you're going, to find South you're going to find South African shops. They have like international shops. I think there's a lot of South Africans there as well. Yeah. Like oh, plenty. In, in no, Ireland South Africans and, everywhere. Yeah, I was talking to some, some people over the weekend about how like South Africans, we, we, people like us mm. everywhere. They, when they hear you from South Africa, they don't go, oh, and try to step away. And we work hard, but... We're everywhere now. Yeah, no, definitely. We're now it's no longer like a curiosity. Yeah. Once upon a time, it was like, oh, South Africa. Yeah. I'm like, oh, South Africa. I spent some time, <laughs> I spent some time in Skagway in Alaska, and there, there were South Africans there. there were, with in, a South in African Alaska. shop. In Alaska. In Alaska. They had a South African shop. They have a South African shop. <laughs> what did they sell there? Literally. Mrs. Ball's Bull, chutney. <laughs> Mrs. Ball's chutney, knickknacks. <laughs> um, Apparently there was a really terrible storm in the West Rand yesterday. Well, I woke up this oh morning, went outside, and there were there were a whole lot of branches of trees, not big ones, but like little branches of trees mm. lying all over the place and leaves everywhere. I thought, hmm, must have been quite hectic last night, but I went to sleep and didn't hear it. So you obviously did. Yes. Oh, I thought our house... How, ba how bad was it? It's the worst storm I've ever seen. I literally thought our, our windows ever? were going to blow. Yes. Oh, wow. Ever. No, out of nowhere, this lightning came. Wow, wow, wow. And... It was very electrified yesterday. And then the, the hail came and our windows were howling. And you know when the curtains are like brushing up against the wall like this? And you oh have to go that. Yeah, no, it was crazy. I, I, was there no storm by you guys? Not, Not no? at all. Not like that. No. So why is it only in the West Strand? Are you sure you don't need a premises clearing? Yeah, it sounds like you had some <laughs> demons there from this. What do they call them? The... Uh, Crypt. What did they think those <laughs> devil's dorp killers that lived in that neighborhood? See, no, it was so bad. And that sounds horrific, though. Do you think there was a lot of damage? Must have been. There must have been. I, I heard like a lot of cop cars and and um, and um, ambulances like driving past afterwards. Mm. My sister was literally caught in it on her way back Shit. Uh, from the Oof. shops or whatever, and she couldn't even get out the car because it was just it was crazy. The wind was howling. I don't know if anyone else experienced this. I'm trying to see if anyone else in the comments is. 
Uh, now sure, I feel like it's only me. You sure you were awake? It wasn't a, a dream. No, no, no. I was definitely awake. You couldn't sleep through that storm, even if you tried. Oh my gosh. It's uh, very hectic on the West Rand. Yeah, very This time it's not about people Rand. beating each other up. I genuinely thing. thought everyone else had like a massive storm yesterday, but now I don't, that doesn't sound like it. It drizzled beautifully where I stayed. This ground smelt amazing at about 12 last night. There we go. Somebody says the East Rand also got hit yesterday. I wonder, we need to check on some Piwe, make sure she's good. Yeah, but she's on the East Rand, so that's that's a different kind. Yes, different kind of, uh, of of scary. All right, well, uh, a lot of people here talking about that the smell of the ground after the rain. Nolvuyo mm. uh, says the smell after it rains that muddy smell is fantastic. Mm. So there's a name for that, um, and it's actually caused by the um, the ozone. Oh, that is made by the 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 lightning, the the electricity in the sky. And um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's called, oh, someone told me a while ago, and I can't I don't want to say the word remember. moist because I don't think it's moist. No, 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 no. It's, there's, a, there's a particular word for it. It's a, it's a beautiful word too. Um, God damn. Does anybody know what it is? Yeah. it's Ryan? A, what? Do you know what the word is? No, I have no idea. I'm trying to, I'm looking at. at uh, I'm I, the I worst sent, person. So I sent this word to someone just the other day. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you send like word, like some people and I used to do this thing, word, word of the day at 11 o'clock every day. Do you guys do like a word of the day situation? Or? Uh, no, 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 no. It's just I, I sent it because um, ozone is three oxygen atoms okay. Okay. bonded into a molecule. Yes. Um, and it's unstable. It's a hugely powerful oxidizing agent. So you can use it to disinfect things. Um, ozone can't be breathed in. It's very bad for you to breathe it in because it's highly reactive as a gas. O2 is what we usually breathe in. That's two oxygen atoms. Mm. When you've got three, it's a little bit unstable. But that extra oxygen reacts with pretty much anything to destroy bacteria. It can, it can clean up. It can cleanse the air. It can sort out a whole lot of things. So if you've got smells in a room, ozone, ozone. will purify that. It'll, it'll take the, 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 the dangerous, dirty stuff out of water, for example. So you use it to purify water. Mm. And that smell is ozone. Oh. The smell of that fresh ground after the rain. Learn something new every day. Pe- petrichor. 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 P e t r i c h o. So a lot of people and that happens. In and that yeah. happens after you get petrified in crystal. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's such a nice smell, though, right? Yes, absolutely. Nature is amazing. Nature is amazing. Um, then why the fuck are you trying to save the ozone, said JP? Well, you need the ozone too. The ozone layer is a thin layer of, of ozone, which is caused again by electrical activity in the upper atmosphere. And what it does is it stops a huge number of cosmic rays and dangerous solar radiation from coming through the atmosphere and basically irradiating us. Exactly. So that's why we needed the ozone layer. And remember, there was that big panic in the 80s and 90s. Mm. But, oh, all these women with their hairspray, they're ruining the ozone layer. And that they was were, the thing? Yeah, chloro- huge chlorofluorocarbons, CFCs, in the um, in, in aerosols. Hairspray. Yeah, in aerosols, basically, were doing a huge amount of damage. Look, they told us it was going terrible and we were going to die. And, you know, like Al Gore's Inconvenient Truth, the polar ice caps are going to melt. <laughs> there was this huge hole over the... Antarctic, and it's since recovered. Yes. I mean, probably because we stopped using so many CFCs, and they weren't such a great idea anyway. Um, but yeah, the ozone layer is very important. We've got it back. There isn't a big hole in name anymore. Uh, human ingenuity saved the day, which will save the day again with regard yeah. to climate. And there was change. a thing about deodorant at the time. They even made movies. Mother Nature become. It was there was. Little puppet frogs singing in little movies about yeah, it. And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Kermit. Kermit. There we go. Kermit did a, the ozone is going to kill us. Exactly. Well, it's not the ozone. It's the lack of an ozone layer. Miss Piggy kept quiet at that time. Is the hole in the ozone, spelt wrong, slippery pickle, caused by Australian <laughs> people using deodorant? Well, it was once. Uh, Gareth, did you perhaps hear Elon Musk interview Robert Kennedy Jr. and set him straight about how safe nuclear power is? Fantastic interview. No, but I know I know what Elon's take in, on nuclear is, and I'm on his side 100% of the way because I do think, you know, people are hugely spooked by Three Mile Island, by Fukushima, mm. by Chernobyl. But you can name all three of the big nuclear problems that we've had in, <coughs> what is it, 70 years of 
nuclear power. Yeah. And the majority of those nuclear power stations run very well. Competent people are in charge of them. They are safe as houses. They're certainly a lot safer than uh, it would be for people to actually burn coal and wood in their own houses, mm. which mm. is what they do in many parts of the third world, which puts them at a, at a, at a much more dangerous state of health than a nuclear power plant, which could theoretically cause some trouble if things go wrong. But people are terrified of what they don't understand. Yeah, it, I mean, even with the cars these days, they have to have certain CFC emissions and all those yeah, things. Well, just to go back to the power thing, everybody's terrified of like a nuclear power accident. Mm. And of course, that's a good thing to be terrified of because <laughs> if it goes wrong, it goes horribly yeah. wrong. But the amount of power produced by a tiny little pellet of uranium, mm. you cannot compare that to, I mean, you'd have to put up solar panels for kilometers and kilometers and kilometers on end. It would ruin the the, 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 the whole principle of looking after nature. Yeah. You've got just an entire area covered in solar panels. How, do you, how well do you think that's going to go for all the animals that used to live there or the grass that you, you once grew mm. in that sun or whatever it was that was there before? And, and wind with those turbines that keep killing all the birds, you really think that that's worse for the environment than – you know, the nuclear is worse than that. Yeah. Anyway, and it doesn't provide nearly the power. So nuclear is the way to go. And I'm totally on that, uh, on that page. And Robert Kennedy Jr. is no idiot either. So although I haven't heard the interview, I'm sure that he made a lot of sense too. He's particularly good when it comes to the role of the media going forward, where that is. Um, the media really has quite a lot to answer for in terms of the way they've treated him. Mm. Um, he's a third-party candidate, which everybody always talks about wanting in America especially, they're like, we don't want a Republican, we don't want a Democrat, we want someone who stands for the American people. And then they get one and they don't know what to do with him. Mm. So that's what's happening there. Anyway, I'd like to see uh, what how that whole thing rolls out. Um, I'm sure it's pretty good. Thanks for the tip-off. Uh, a little ingenuity and some help from Wuhan to keep us all at home. <laughs> yeah, oh, I heard such a funny joke about that on, on TikTok the Go other on. day. It said, uh, what's the difference between Wuhan and, and Vegas? Uh, uh, oh, man. oh God! You fucked Greg, it up. Oh, 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 Stand up comedy with <laughs> Ryan Tinney. Please go. Oh. <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? But in Wuhan, <laughs> 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 I forgot the punchline. Oh my God! Uh, Kuburg and Escom and the people in charge there scares the bejesus out of me. Well, you see exactly. I mean, I don't know who's in charge at uh, at Kuburg. I do know that Pelindaba is still running. They've got nuclear fuel rods there and they use now because we hardly use it for any, it was never a nuclear power station. Mm. It was always a research facility. But now we don't do that much research. So they use the radiation to do is to make topaz blue. Oh, wow. They take gemstones and they dip them in the radiation oh, wow. core. I didn't know that. And they come out blue after a while. That's very cool. So it's for making gems. Like the, you, honestly, you can look into it. I've looked into the, 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 the nuclear reactor and that's what you see is a bunch of little stones lying there. Um, but I'm sure they're using it for other reasons too. I just don't know what they are. No. I, uh, our nuclear power plant is in the Western Cape because can you imagine, well, you see Azalea, you were wrong because Pelindaba is just up here. Uh, it's our government's ability to fuck up everything that's more concerning. Do you think that they would have responsible, competent people working there? Well, they do at this point. Oh. They make gems. They do. Well, they they're not they're not causing a nuclear winter across South Africa. So they should be <laughs> grateful for that. And as long as they have competent people in charge there, which I believe they do, then we'll be okay. It's election season. So See, I, I, I think is... also a politician doesn't want to run in nuclear research facility because what's in it for them? No, they're not going to get him. There, there's no incentive. If yeah. you want to know why someone is in politics, just look at what they get out of it. If they get power and attention, like Fikilim Balula is totally in it for attention. All yeah. he wants is to be famous and for people to love him. That's all he wants. He doesn't care about changing the world for better or for worse. He's not actually interested in making the country work. He doesn't even care about the ANC. He cares about himself. Mm. He wants love and attention. Didn't get enough hugs as a kid. Obviously, he didn't have a good relationship with his father. I mean, you're a... He uh, needs some healing. You know what I'm talking He needs some healing. <laughs> he needs some Reiki from you. There we go. But if you, if you someone, like Cyril, someone like Cyril's just totally in it for himself. Yeah. 
And for different reasons, he wants money and power. And then you get people like Julius who are in it for money, power, and a bit of attention. Mm. And I suppose there are good politicians. I just can't think of any right now. By the way, did you see that the DA had a big rally in Pretoria yesterday? Oh, it was on Saturday. I didn't. I don't know. I just saw it on the news. If anybody knows how it went, let us know. Sure. It'd be interesting to find out. Would you go to any of these rallies? Not a chance. I wouldn't I go. Like, please. I, don't know. I wouldn't waste my time on it. I, I, I they give you free food. You get people who go to marches and rallies and you get people who don't. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's nothing. I, I don't see the point of a, of a rally. Um, I know that people get together and they feel a, a sense of companionship and camaraderie. camaraderie and fighting for a cause. And I, that's not for me. That's not going to attract me at mm. all. There's no cause I can think of that. I'd there was some rally that happened not too long ago as well. I think it was in a big stadium where everybody came to this rally mm-hmm. and then they disappeared while all the speeches and things were happening. <laughs> where did they and, go? Oh, they waited for lunchtime and then they came back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see, um, I heard the other day that Harvard, there were a bunch, a bunch of pro-Palestinian Harvard students mm. who went on hunger strike for 12 hours. Ooh. Such heroes. Sure. <laughs> so you see, I mean, that's the kind of performative crap. Like 12 hours, as Bill Maher said in real time, he said, that's about half as long as most high school girls who are trying to fit in their prom dress. <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours of hunger strike is a lot. I mean, you are not a serious protester if you're going on a 12-hour hunger strike. No. There are people who've died in jail with hunger strikes. It it takes you a few days. I mean, Gandhi lost a lot of weight. (laughs) He lost a ton of weight. (laughs) Exactly. I'm so chuffed, though. I weighed myself yesterday. I'm four and a half kilograms lighter than I was two weeks ago. Very good. I'm so happy about it. I was like, I was bouncing off the walls. But okay. are you are you attempting like a, a diet situation or is this well, like it just happened? So I cut out the drinking, uh-huh. which is a start. Okay. That's already made me feel better. And I think I've lost some weight just automatically from that. And then it's just not eating all the crap. Yeah. Like I mm. often will just snack, which is so dangerous. You, you, just, uh, just open up a packet of chips and before you know it, you're at the bottom of it and you're like, oh God, what have I done? Are you cooking now? Please, what do I? I, I no, I well, I'm asking. I can do basic things, Ryan. I can I can cook basic stuff, but I don't I don't run a like I don't sit there with recipes and I don't know how to use like the oven for complicated stuff. I can do basics, but not complicated. What's your favorite thing to make? Yeah, uh, I love I love cooking just uh, you know steak. No, like simple uh, making salads. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can make I can fry an egg. I can do basic stuff, but don't ask me to do a casserole. I don't even know what it. Uh, what no, do, of course. How would you do that? No, because I'm just thinking or like or uh, baked uh, something. <laughs> like, baking something. Uh, what do I know about baking? Because I mean, if if you if you like eating healthier or you're losing weight, so you're clearly not getting a lot of takeaways. So I'm just trying to think if you're not cooking, like that's why I'm trying to figure out like what you. No, make, I'm just I'm of. just eating less uh, of the crap in between right. meals. So okay. I mean, I, I don't eat. Do Badly, you, uh, I'm 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 very aware of carbs, but not to the point where I'm excluding them. Right, I mean, like yesterday, mm. I had a baked potato with lunch, but you know. And then, do you have like a? Do you drink uh, water? Like, I do you have a goal of, of how much? So much water. Because I know a lot of people like every, trying to aim to drink every three day. to four no, liters a every day. Every day, I'm drinking it. But have you heard that? But I was doing that before. If you drink too much water, sometimes it's bad for you. Actually, I apparently listen. I've heard this terrible <laughs> rumor that everything is bad for you. If you yeah, too, yeah, much. Yeah. too much of a good thing oh, is never good for you, right? right? Oh. Exactly. So Carl says, Gareth, if government was going to ban podcasts, would you join a rally to stop them? See, it's not so much that I just don't like rallies. It's also that I don't think they achieve anything. You always see these protesters, they always hand over a memorandum of grievances. Mm. I remember that was a big thing Kasatu used to do. Here are, here are our grievances. They'd hand them in somewhere and some official would like take the grievances and then what would they probably threw them away as soon as they Sit walked the into the office forever no, they probably threw them away they probably put them in the paper shredder mm. these are our grievances and then nothing would happen to them so i don't think protests really achieve anything i mean if it's like a million people who pitch up in front of the union buildings to demand the resignation of the president he can't yeah. ignore that no that's that's, and oh, that's i think our president would 
He probably would, but most people. Would, I mean, that happened in uh, Sri Lanka not so long ago, remember? Mm. And, and it caused the entire government to resign. Sure. Because they realized they'd just pushed things too far. I think it's great if they're. Look, don't get me wrong. You want to protest? I'm not going to stop you. Of course. And I Go think right it's ahead. Massive, <laughs> I think it's massively important that in a country you're allowed to express yourself. And by expressing yourself, not everybody has a microphone in front of them and a show like I do. And if your way to express yourself is to join a rally, awesome. But I'm not a rally kind of guy. Mm. So don't invite me along. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people who do these, um, these walks or these marches or they ride their bicycle through South Africa from Cape to oh. Limpopo. Yeah. And they're raising money for something. I always say, well, why don't you just raise the money? You don't, why do you need to do the, the riding on the bike thing? Mm. And they always go, well, it's you know, it's because then people will donate. Well, maybe they're not uh, that interested in your bicycle race. Maybe they want to help with <laughs> the project anyway. Yeah, exactly. Also, I just don't know why you'd want to put yourself through that. Like, oh, some people just love. Yeah, oh. this is what people do too. Is that they? No, they they go on a run or something, and then they tell you that I'm running for raising money for cancer or whatever. But they really like running. Anyways. And then if they raise five rand or 500 rand or 50,000 rand. They're still going to run. They're still going to run. It's really about the run. It's not about the cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, bouncing up the walls is a great way to lose weight. Well, I was just excited because, you know, when you see results, that <laughs> I'm just, I'm a results guy. I, it doesn't, you talked about the journey earlier on and mm. adventure and all that stuff. That's all good and well, and I do believe that has a place. But some people are motivated by results, and I'm one of those people. Yeah. So if I can see there's a result to something, I just keep going at no, it. No, absolutely. Then I, then I love absolutely. it. So well, I used to weigh 84 kgs before I started boxing, and then I fought a boxing match, and I've been I'm 84. Now, how tall are you? I'm 1.65. Okay, so then that's probably about right. I did. And you you weren't. It's not like you were fat. No, but I looked like a Buddha. Really? Yeah, my stomach was round, and then hmm. it was. Purely lifestyle, so I can, I can understand the results side of things. I mean, I had a measurements day at my body tech studio last week, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've gone up by one kg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carl says, okay, last one. If there was a protest against protests, would you join? No. No. Mm. For the same reasons already outlined. I think I've got... Oh. I think I've got a degree of consistency here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I think we've established, like I've thought this through and maybe I'm not the guy to join you on a protest. When I was studying at the SABC building, we had so many protests every day. You joined like, all of them? Uh, no, I didn't join any of them. We were students. So our, our building um, was located right opposite Radio Park. Right. And so we would have lectures in one of the, in one of the main halls in the new building. And you just hear the singing. And it wouldn't stop for like two hours. And then just people like coming and holding up signs. And it's like, but, but you'd why. say, now what is it about uh, today? Because there was so many. Yeah, there's always mm. something new. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I hate them so much, the protests, because they always used to get in my way. And I'd be like, oh, and I have to go around. Mm. And, um, it's, and it's funny because they have to get police clearance before they do it. Yeah. Uh, and then the cop cars like sit on the corner of each side and they're just like. Yeah, and they sleep in their cars. Um, <laughs> but coming to the results thing, I mean, don't you think protests have become so normalized either? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's just another protest. Again, a lot uh, of people uh, are just in the protest because they either have nothing else to do mm. or it's a way to get off of work. And you get those people who join it because they just want to be part of something. They don't know why they're protesting. <laughs> and, and we like a, if you see something trending on Twitter, and we talked about this a lot last week, you know that it's probably being paid for. These days, you know, if some if something is uh, making a lot of noise on social media, someone somewhere is paying for it. Whether it's a political party or a, a rich donor or a company, someone's paying for it. So you can't trust that anymore. Boosting it, yeah. When you see that stuff online, you must know it's bullshit straight mm. away. Mm. It is. It's guaranteed. It's bullshit. Same goes for protests. Someone is probably organizing this to make it look like there are a lot of people who care about something. And unless it's a spontaneous eruption of public fury about something, which doesn't happen yeah, often, no. if it isn't that, then you know, if it's anything under like 100 people, it's probably just bullshit. Hmm. I actually saw there was a protest the other day that the ANC organized to go march for more jobs. 
<laughs> and Musi Maimani quoted <laughs> it and it said, why are you marching against yourselves? Yeah. Like, this is the stupidest thing. Right. I even find the poster for you. South Africans will dance and march and they're not even sure who the enemy is yeah. in many of these situations, which again is so stupid. So you have a, have a, have a, have a look here. Let me just uh, get on there. Who's that? March for decent jobs. <laughs> there's Musi Maimani. The foolishness is starting. How do you march against yourself to ask yourself to do your job? <laughs> Quite right. Quite right. Musi Maimani is saying some good stuff at the moment. I mean, I, I, I won't vote for him, but he's saying some good stuff. Have you thought about the election, Sunil? You're oh, not very political. I, I totally have. I mean, look, I mean, I was, in, I was actually in work it's for... It's only a couple of months away. Oh, I mean, no. the president still hasn't announced, but we're probably looking at May. Yeah, no, no, I, I was actually watching the president the other day and he did a speech and they caught him saying, can I just go home now? Really? Yes. They caught him saying that. Can I he just go really, home now? He just doesn't give a damn. Yeah. Wow. And it was all over, really, all over That Twitter. guy, I'm sorry I didn't see that because that's outrageous. Yeah, that they right. actually caught him saying what we all know he thinks. Can you I gotta, just go home now? He got, just doesn't want to be there. Find that clip. Yeah. He just yeah. does not want to be the president. Mm. What, a, what an underperforming, well, mediocre, just careless. Mm. I've been, look, I've been looking a bit at, oh. at, at some of the, the, the newer parties coming out there and there's some community-based ones. Like R- the Rise is, has impressed me quite a bit. Yeah, but come on. What but chance does – I love Songhezo Zibi. We're going to yes. get him in here in yeah, the next couple of him. weeks. He, he and Rise Mzanzi, some great things in their manifesto, some stupid things too. I'm not going to find any party that I agree with 100%. Yeah. No. But really, what am I bothering with a 1%, 2% party? Yeah, they shouldn't take up any of your time or energy. Yeah, honestly, if we're not dealing with the top four or five parties, just leave them alone. Yeah, it's just that you know it's going to take them a while, but we need that opposition, man. No, no, it's it's good. I'm not saying they shouldn't be there, mm. but they shouldn't take up so much of our time. No, or time. no, no, no. We shouldn't equate them to mm. the other big parties because they're just not. They're important, yes. They have a role to play in civil society. They have a role to play in the political society. But they're not important. Mm. I actually yeah. sent a message on, on Twitter hoping, hoping that Rise would pick it up, letting them know that I'm a qualified policy analyst and writer so I can, can stand if they want to pay me. You know. You're going to stand I'll for stand office? For yeah, no, definitely. It's another thing I'd never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worked in government once and never again. Thank you very much. Sonella says, I run and I can safely tell you, Gareth, it is the most self-serving thing you can do. The little mental victory afterwards is the best feeling and that is what it's all about. Not some cause. Liars. You know, we're talking we about runners. There and- we go. Well... Hey, if you're running and it's keeping you fit, makes you happy, you celebrate that mental victory afterwards, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Why would anyone have a problem? Uh, Ryan says in the comments, it's not producer Ryan, but Ryan Nell says, I think it should be mandatory that no politicians are allowed to be over the age of 60. But 60 is still... That would wipe out pretty much most of our politicians. Yeah, we, we wouldn't have any politicians <laughs> left. Um, I, I don't think there should be a, a limit as, as young as 60. It should be maybe 70, maybe 75. Maybe, can we just do a competency test? Well, this is- Every year, like if you can still, like Joe Biden would never pass. So like if we could just do a test and they can get over another 30% pass, please. You know, just like a a normal, just a test to make sure you're still all there and you can still do your job. So this is big controversy. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this uh, that's been going on. And we've got to get to Dr. Hanan next. So I'm not going to go on too long about this. Um, Joe Biden's team have announced that he refused to do a mental competency test. To your point, Ryan. Sure. Mm. He he will not do a test of cognitive, um, what would you call it? Uh, Resilience, cognitive ability. He's not going to do the test. He's just opted right out, which is a tell on its own, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you are scared to take that test or if you're unwilling to take that test, then we know know that you already know that your result's not going to be Admission of guilt, basically. Do you think, as per what Ryan just said now, that politicians, especially the leaders of parties, people likeliest to be the ones who make – legislation, issue orders, run departments, the important people, yeah, you know, who we rely on for the state to work properly. The decision makers. That those people need to have a 
competency test because you're opening up a you know a whole kettle of fish that you might not want to at this point. I think it's very What if important. you end up doing what if you end up doing IQ tests? Yeah. What if they start insisting on attitude and personality tests? What if they start you know, and some of these tests they might game the system because mm. you know what politicians are like. So I'm I'm half and half in this. I do think that ultimately the decider needs to be the, the voting public who must go, oh, we can see this guy. He gives boring speeches. He says, can I go home now? <clears throat> we don't want to vote for that guy. Yeah. It's the, it's the best guarantee we've got. And that's all you need, actually. It's something like that. Just I think it's absolutely disgraceful that Biden's team won't let him do this test. It's really, it's We all know why they won't, though. Well, because they know you'll fail. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, someone says here, if uh, Rizem Zanzi get 15,000 votes, I'll eat my hat. Sound familiar? I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see. The world is going to change a great deal. Elections in Russia, South Africa, USA, and Indonesia, and in India, actually. Oh, wow. Sure. Yeah. Uh, elections all over the place this uh, year. Is there any elections that are doing electronic voting? More than half the world is going to the polls this year. Yes, there are... Um, there are elections. I mean, there are uh, some of these uh, elections that happen digitally and electronically, mm. but not not by uh, you know the kind of wide margins that make it a majority behavior. H- have you seen the video about where the, they spoke about how much a vote costs and how much you get paid for voting? Where is this? Also, it was it was an interview that was done. And where do they pay people for ex- voting? Imagine if they did that. Yeah. Sure. No, no, no. They were talking Actually. about like how people in the parties are being paid to make sure that they vote for their party. So they were interviewing. Where? It was it was on it was in South Africa. Really? So they're saying that they get paid to vote for a specific party. It's scary. I'll try and find it and I'll send yeah, it to Ryan. It sounds very conspiratorial. It's very All very right. It is time for us to check in with our shrink, that is Dr. Hanan. We do this every Monday morning. It helps us to just get our you know shit together. Mm-hmm. We'll get to some sport with Ryan in a little while too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here is Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Hello, Doc. Hey, guys. How are you doing? How's your weekend? Fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm also good. Busy, crazy, but all good. Excellent, excellent. All right, so let's talk to you a little bit about something <laughs> that has been going on in the political realm for a little while now. Uh, Sunil has a question for you, so I'm going to let him uh, ask you, and then we'll see how, how you, you deal with this and how you might deal with it if it was a patient of yours who came yeah. to you with this problem. So, it says my mic is muted. But I, no, no, go. Okay, so, you know, you. In, in a lot of um, consultations I've had with people doing my Reiki, um, individuals around the world, one of the things I've been picking up a lot is that there is a certain role which social, social conditioning has played um, that is causing sort of mental health issues because of the pressures of society when you become a man or a woman and the roles that you play in a relationship. Um, and sometimes it's really affecting the people because of the, the pressures. It's like, as a man, you must deliver this, you must deliver that. And now there are women that are able to do what men can do. And how are you, what, what, are you, what do you suggest? What do we, how do I approach this? What do you mean? Male and female spaces? Yes, yeah, so male and female spaces. So, for example, like, you know, the kitchen is no longer just the space for a woman. A man can cook better than a woman. And some fathers are better than mothers at being mothering. Or the man is not always the breadwinner anymore. And they, they've gone past feeling emasculated and they're starting to feel actual mental health issues around the fact that they can't be what society has defined a man to be. Oh, boy. All right, Doc, you got any answers for this? Um, Yeah, well, I mean, I'll give you my opinion. Two things that I want to mention. Number one, um, there's like a social movement uh, where people are told, just be yourself. And um, I have a big issue with that because what does it mean? Uh, actually, the most common thing that I say in my practice is what does it mean? Because I believe definitions are important. So when somebody says to me, just be yourself, what does it mean? Because the reality is that we are different in different scenarios. So I'm, you'll see a, a version of myself with my wife and you'll see a different version of myself with my children. You'll see a different version of myself speaking to patients and different version of myself speaking to my tennis friends. 
and different version of myself speaking to my friends that I go out and talk rubbish with. Now that doesn't so mean have, it doesn't mean you're schizophrenic, huh? Not at all. I just am adapted ad adaptable to different situations. I wear different masks depending on the situation, which is very functional. Mm. As a matter of fact, people that don't have these this ability to adapt themselves to different scenarios don't cope and don't survive. So the notion of being yourself, just be yourself, is like turning to a chameleon and say, just be green. And just by telling a chameleon to be green, you're taking the essence away from a chameleon. It doesn't survive. But Doc, can, can, I, can I just interrupt for a second there? Because people often tell me, oh, you know, um, because I'm, I'm also, I'm, I'm a different person when I'm with family to when I'm on the show to when I'm with friends. There's a lot of consistency there, but I am different. I'm, I'm putting forward a different version of myself and all the, they're like, well, which one is the real you? Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Which is nonsense. Which one is the real you? Well, I'm all of that. The truth is I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and I'm this, depending on the situation. I'm able to adapt to whoever's sitting in front of me. It's still, there's a common thread between all of these masks, let's call it, because you still see that it's me, Hanan, but they um, express different types of my temperament depending on who I'm sitting with and depending on what I want to create. I have different tools in my toolbox depending on who I'm sitting with and what I want to achieve and what my goal is. And that is very functional. So can I be uh, a manly man in one area and a girly girl in another area? Please believe me, when I was watching the Backstreet boys and i reminisced about you know the 90s and the 2000s i was a little girl and when i'm um with you know trying to do i don't know maybe taking the leadership in some areas and i'm a manly man which one am i mm. well depending on the scenario and that's okay it's both versions of myself so to label somebody and say you are this is just wrong it's mm. just not you're not even accurate and it's not functional if you were just to that the second thing is that we are socialized into believing that the world works in a particular way. So from the age of zero, we are born into a world, blank slates. We don't know how the world works and parents, teachers, society, culture, laws, religion teaches us how the world works. Now, some of these teachings are good and some of these teachings are not so good. Now, what defines it as not so good? Well, if I ask you to drive to Joburg or from Joburg to Cape Town, and I give you a roadmap that was drafted in 1876. <laughs> well, you're just going to get it wrong. You're just going to get lost. And it's not a question of what's wrong with you. You're just following a roadmap that is no longer valid or is outdated. We are given roadmaps by these social constructs, by these social cultures, by these social circles. Our parents give us a roadmap of how the world works. Society gives us a roadmap of how the world works. School gives us a roadmap of how the world works. And some of these roadmaps are valid because I'm able to achieve results. And some of them I have to adapt to and I have to upgrade and update in order for me to function in the world. So the two questions that I would ask you is one, what is your roadmap? Mm. And two, are you able to achieve point A to point B? Are you able to achieve your goals? If you are able to achieve your goals in a relationship, because we're talking about relationship, then your roadmap is accurate. Because if you're not able to achieve those goals, then you, I would question the roadmap. Mm. Does it help but you? It, it does help a little bit. I mean, there's there's a massive struggle at the moment for people who are awakening um, to find a balance between the masculine energy and the feminine energy because you don't want to become too much of a ruffian guy in the society we're living in today and you don't want to be too feminine as well because then you get labeled with different things. So the roadmap thing I understand, but I think, I mean, personally, I do feel there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be happening because of what you're speaking about, which is the socialization processes, which is happening in society. So um, I wouldn't get bogged down in terms of what mask should I be wearing. The reality is that you've got to ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve in this particular relationship? Remember, the right move is dependent on the goal. The right move is dependent on the goal. And I'll just change move to the right mask. The right, the right mask is dependent on the goal. So, Sunil, I'll ask you this question. Mm. If I phone you up and I say, I want to ask for your advice. Mm. Should I take a car? Should I take a bus? Should I walk? Should I fly? Should I swim? What's the quickest way to get there? What would you say to me? And let's talk right now. What? Let's do what's up. Um, take, 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 the, take the car. <laughs> why? Why is, that, why is that the quickest way to get there? Well, you know, it's it's it all depends on what options are available at the time. So no, 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 no. It depends 
on where I'm going. Mm. It depends on where I'm going. Your first question to me would be, where are you going? Mm. Because that is that will be dependent, or the answer will be dependent on where I'm going. Because if I'm going across the corridor, taking the car is ridiculous. If I'm going across the country, swimming is crazy. Goal first, what do I want to achieve, and then how am I going to get there? Never strategy on its own. Never. Because that's useless. Where are you going? To just take the car or to right. wear masks takes, or be a, a manly man or a girly girl. But what does it mean? So, Hanan, I want to be a girly girl or I want to be a manly man. Okay? Where are you going? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to achieve first? But people don't want to set goals. And people don't want to think about what they want to achieve. And the reason mm. why is, one, it's very difficult. Two, people don't want to set themselves up for failure because setting goals risks failure. And number three, the reason why people don't want to set goals because goals require you to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of something. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing on planet Earth where you commit to a goal and not let go of something else. It doesn't exist. Forget about it. The universe, the moment you're born, says to you, listen, you want something? Okay, cool, cool, but you have to sacrifice something else. There's no option where you can have both. Children want both. Children want to lose weight and have the chocolate cake. Mm. People, children want to be married and be single. It doesn't work. Adults understand that the moment I commit to a goal, I have to let go of something. Right. And I, and I accept the sacrifice. Mm. I accept the sacrifice. So the moment I want to achieve X, I have to let go of something. What am I going to sacrifice? So again, what is the goal? And then work out, while you, am I wearing the right mask in order to achieve that goal? And steps towards it, basically. All right. I love that. Exactly. Uh, there we are. It's, I mean, you laid it out so clearly for us. So yeah. uh, just stop stop being an asshole. You you want to set the goal and you've got to be willing to sacrifice. No, I think this is important. Yes. Because people talk around these things. They don't talk about them. They're like, well, you know, I'm going to try not to upset anybody by saying something that they don't want to hear. But uh, that's why we have you, Dr. Hanan. You tell us whether we want to hear it or not. Yeah. So I've got this what suggestion. Uh, well, here's something. Carl wants next week. He says... Can next week, can Dr. Hanan discuss pretty privilege and how hot women especially get away with things that less attractive women could be chastised for? Slay queens. You want to talk about that next week? Uh, yeah, if I want to be cancelled, I must. Yeah, I was <laughs> well, I'm telling you what's coming up in the next hour, I'm, I'm probably going to get cancelled for because we're going to get someone in. He's going to tell us about diabetes, Ozempic, losing weight, all of this stuff. So, no, no, no. As Professor, all your trigger points. So it's Professor Tess van She's a, a registered endocrinologist specialized in the field of obesity for 35 years. So she knows what she's talking about. But I am just sick to death. You know, everywhere I go, I just see fat people and they take up all the space. They're in parliament. They, 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 they're, they're pulling up to all the takeaway places. They just eat and eat and eat. They leave a mess wherever they go. They break things because they're so fat. They don't know how big they are. Walk down a corridor, break all the stuff down the corridor. It's enough already. I've had it. So today we're going to finally have it out about obesity. So you hate fat you privilege. Know, <clears throat> go ahead, Doc. I'm a, I'm a big fan of taking responsibility. If you want to, you know, how many times <laughs> have I said this? If you want to have freedom, the other side of the coin of freedom is responsibility. Right. You can't have what you want without taking action right. and being responsible. You can't blame not your mom, not your dad, not mm -hmm. your history, not your, yeah, you can make that as an excuse and you can connect the dots in a way that gets you stuck. But if you want to have freedom, you got to take responsibility. You are the owner, the driver of your life. I don't accept genetics. I don't accept I've got a terrible temperament. I've got a terrible yep. mom. I had a terrible mm. history to get you. And I don't accept I don't have time. I don't accept that. Where there is a will, there's a way. Do I have, a, do I have time for one story? Yep. So this is a story that was told to me by a patient of mine. I love this story. This is the best story. So this patient of mine told me her grandfather – was arrested. He was a bus driver. Mm -hmm. He was arrested for carrying 70 people on his bus when he was only allowed 32. Okay. Anyway, the cops stop him. They arrest him. They put him uh, there. He goes to court and the judge says to him, why did you carry 70 people as opposed to 32 that you're allowed to? And um, this bus driver says, I didn't carry 70 people. I just carried 32. The cop got it wrong. So the judge says to him, but that's what the cop says. And the bus driver says, well, that's not what happened. And I, he challenged the judge <laughs> to come outside and try to fit more than 32 people on his bus. So the judge takes him up on the challenge. And they go outside and they fit one, they fit five, they fit 10, 15, 20, 25, 27, 30, 32, and they can't fit one more person. So the judge lets him off. 
but at the end of the court, at the end of the, um, at, at the end of the judgment, the judge turns to the bus driver and says, "Tell me, between you and I, yeah. how did you fit seventy people on the bus? How did you do it?" Hmm. And the bus driver said something really interesting. He said, "The difference between my seventy people and your thirty-two is my seventy really wanted to get on the bus. Where there's a will, mm -hmm. there's a way. If you want to make something happen." you will make it happen. You wouldn't blame anything. As a matter of fact, yeah. the moment you look backwards and blame, you are going to get stuck. And those 70, those 70 people were thin as well. So oh, that's, that, also that's what I thought he was going with it as right. well. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Doc, thank and you I very much. Right. Well, we're going right. to find out all about this. We're going to speak to uh, to <laughs> Dr. Tess just now, all of that and more on the way. Dr. Hanan, we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Doc. Yeah, I'm telling you the next hour, just take cover. If, you are, if you're enormously fat, today's your day. It's payday. Today you're going to find out exactly how I feel about you in case you've been in the dark about it. Oh, no. no, you don't like this. Huh? You're not very confrontational. No. no. Well, I can be if I want to. Well, I'm, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm not fun. arguing with uh, the doctor. She's not the one I have a problem with. It's uh, fat people in general. I'm going to suck my stomach in for this entire hour. Yeah, we're going to get into this. Find out all the uh, most important thing you need, things you need to know. And we'll also get to some sport with Ryan. We'll start off the next hour with that because yeah. we've got to have some uh, reports on how the, uh, the various teams did mm. that Ben told us about on yes. Friday. All right, all of that and more on the way. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com. It is Monday. Cliffcentral.com.